Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. This is episode 229. Here we are in the V-Twin Cafe, where I'm going to give you another wonderful interview episode for your listening pleasure. And as always, the Motorcycle Men is brought to you by Scorpion Helmets. For the last 15 years, Scorpion EXO has been dedicated to offering high-quality, innovative motorcycle helmets and technical apparel at an incredible value. Some of the world's best helmet and apparel designers spend countless hours developing and testing Scorpion EXO products to ensure that each and every Scorpion EXO helmet and garment will surpass user expectations. So to learn more, go visit scorpionusa.com. Also, Shinko Tires, whether if you are riding a sport bike, a scooter, some sort of off-road bike, a dual sport or a cruiser, a Harley, doesn't matter. Shinko has a tire that will suit your needs and your riding style without breaking your bank account. So if it's time for tires for your bike, think Shinko. Go to ShinkoTireUSA.com and tell them that the Motorcycle Men sent you. The Motorcycle Men Podcast is supporting David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. If you would like to help out and be part of something that actually makes a difference, donate today to David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. Go to davidsdreamandbelieve.org to donate. Links will also be in the show notes. And the Gold Star Ride Foundation, helping families of fallen soldiers and making a difference in the lives of those left behind. If you would like to be a part of some great cause, then get some heartfelt miles and go to goldstarride.org and learn how you can participate in the next Gold Star Ride. All right, it's time to talk about your safety while you're on your bike. Everyone knows that when you're on a bike, you want to dress for the slide and not the ride, you know, because accidents do happen. And, of course, Road Rash does suck. That's why I love the gear from our sponsors over at Tobacco Motorwear. Tobacco is known for making the best-looking riding jeans on the planet. That's because they start with premium fabrics like selvage denim and canvas, and then they add protective elements like comfortable anti-abrasion linings and armor. Now, other brands will make you look kind of like a stormtrooper or like you picked up a pair of those saggy dad jeans from your local Walmart. But tobaccos are so stylish that you are going to want to wear them every time you're on your bike. And even also when you're not riding. They have multiple fits and styles of protective jeans for men and women. So you can find something that matches your style. They also make jackets, vests, and riding shirts. And you've heard me say it before. Time and time again, I love my California riding shirt and my tobacco riding jeans. And I wear them every ride. You know, I just won't ride without them. Not only that, nearly every time I wear them, somebody asks about them. Now, Tobacco believes that the safest gear is the gear you will actually wear. That's why they make products that look good and protect you while you're riding. And tobaccos are made to last and made right here in the USA. So no need to sacrifice style for safety or vice versa. So go check out TobaccoMotorWear.com. That's TobaccoMotorWear.com. And listeners, get a load of this. Listeners will get 10% off your order when you use the coupon code MOTOMEN. Your safety is worth it. So get over to TobaccoMotorWear.com right now. All right. Now, there are rallies like the one you just heard here a couple weeks ago, the Mason-Dixon 2020. And then there's the Void Rally. And you have the Iron Butt Rally. And there's a host of other ones out there that are great 
single and even multi-day rallies. Now, many of these are single-day endurance events, and there's a few multiple-day events also. But how about a rally that lasts for months? And it's actually a rally that's going to hit you right in the heart, too. This is a great, great rally. My guest today is Steve Brooks, the Rally Master of the Tour of Honor, and he is here tonight to tell us all about it. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Joining me here tonight in the V-Twin Cafe, all the way from somewhere in Idaho, uh, we have Steve Brooks with the Tour of Honor. Steve, welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you could be here. How's the weather out there in Idaho right now? Uh, actually, we're having a mild winter, so it's about 45 degrees here. Wow. Okay. You got any snow on the ground? Just a trace of it. Just a trace. Of it. Oh, okay. But uh, did you ride? To, did you ride today? I did not. But <laughs> all right. Okay. No, it's okay. I didn't ride today either, so it's no big deal. I I can explain why later. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your motorcycle self and what you do? Okay. Well, uh, I've been riding since the early 1970s. Nice. Mostly BMWs, but changed over to Harleys maybe 10 years ago. Good man. I, I rode in the 2003 Iron Butt Rally on a BMW. Fin- finished that as one of the highlights of my life, and... One of the experiences out of that was kind of the germination for Tour of Honor. Okay. So we've been doing Tour of Honor now, my brother and I, for 10 years and celebrating our 10th anniversary this year. Is that your thing? You you head up the Tour of Honor? Yes. So you're the rally master. Well, kind of, yeah, rally bastard, I've been called. <laughs> but it, it's a tremendous amount of fun, and a lot of people are enjoying it, so... We'll, we'll be keeping it up. Good. Well, why don't you tell us about the Tour of Honor? Like, when did it first begin? Well, it uh, it's began in 2003 during the Iron Butt Rally, and one of the themes of the rally was memorials and monuments on the East Coast. Okay. So we were giving a list of memorials and monuments to visit, and one of them was Flight 93 Memorial in mm-hmm. Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Right. And... That had a rather profound effect on me. Uh, it was at the end of a long day of writing. Mm-hmm. The experience there in the parking lot, me and uh, the local gym teacher, uh, who was a student ed teacher, he and I got to talking, and it was, it was just a great experience. And I thought that if I could share that experience with other motorcyclists, that's what I wanted to do. But it took me seven years to finally do it. And so that's one of the reasons we came up with the Tour of Honor. There were seven states in 2011, and uh, now it's grown to all 50 states. Wow. So your inspiration for it was that just that first visit to that first monument. Yeah, it was. um, Now I'm really happy to see other people experience that same thing when they go to a monument. A lot of the writers are veterans. A lot are first responders. But they're all patriots. Sure. And so it means a lot when yeah. whenever they go to a monument and they put out their rally flag and take a picture of everybody likes to take pictures of the motorcycles, right? So Sure. Of course. So they take a photo of their motorcycle and their uniquely numbered flag mm-hmm. and send it into the scores. And last year we had over nine hundred riders. Really? Wow. And uh, this year we 
hope to hit a thousand. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. When you first decided to to put this together, what kind of an undertaking was that to just get all that together? Well, there was uh, compiling the sites. Right. There's basic basically seven sites in each state there there are some states that only have four sites and we'll explain why mm-hmm. but basically seven sites in each state that people visit they're monuments that honor american heroes that's basically the requirement uh, of, of the monument it it may be a, a workers memorial like the coal miners or uh, oil workers but some memorial that pays tribute. Uh, they're mostly veterans related, sure. military veterans, but also a lot of first responder memorials. Okay. 9-11 memorials. How many monuments and memorials are there around the country? Is that is that known? I don't think anybody's answered that, but there, there are probably thousands. Okay. So uh, we try to locate memorials in small towns. There's a lot of small town pride that they put into these memorials monuments and because they're in small towns there are back roads to get to those small towns so oh yeah 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 so if someone wanted to explore let's say alabama the different corners of alabama the tour of honor would be a good way to get on those back roads now most other endurance rallies are like single day or maybe just multiple day the tour of honor doesn't take place on a specific day but rather, it seems like to be rather open-ended. You want to explain that a little bit more? Yeah. The sites are released April 1st at midnight. Uh, there, there are a lot of people that wait. Um, they're waiting at their computers at midnight to see what the sites are going to be for the season. Yeah. Uh, they pick which right, uh, which memorials they want to visit. Okay. So, And it goes from April 1st to October 31st. Wow. See, that, that's very unusual because most rallies, like I said, are specific one day. What was the decision to make it uh, so many, like seven months? It's the riding season of most states. Okay. So it's basically just to cover as many as you can in that period of time. Yeah. How many monuments are on the list? Can you tell us that? Yes. Well, there's seven in each state. Okay. Oh, this year there's seven in each state. Yes. Except for North and South Dakota, they have four each in those states. And then the New England states, there's four each in those states. And then the Mid-Atlantic states have four each. Okay. All the other states have seven, including right. Hawaii. So the list of a uh, list of memorials and monuments will be available March 31st at midnight. They'll be available. Eastern time. Eastern time. Okay. If a monument or memorial is used in one year, is it reused again another year or is it retired from circulation? Occasionally they are. And this being the 10th anniversary, we've selected the most popular ones. Oh, okay. The, the most popular ones are usually the largest ones. And so they, they go through changes every year. They, they might add a museum at the at a memorial site, or they may, may add a tribute to uh, those killed in action in Afghanistan. So this year, it's kind of the best of the best since oh, we've okay over the past nine years. Now, I, I noticed when I was looking at the list on the website, I noticed that not all states are listed, but they're like bundled into regions. Why is that? The Dakotas, New England, and Mid-Atlantic are smaller states. They're more compact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the case of the Dakotas, less populated. So there isn't as many to choose from. Okay. So there are people in those states that would disagree with that, but 
That's just the way it's set up. You're the rally master. You can say whatever you want, right? <laughs> What's interesting about New England and the mid-Atlantic states, yeah. in order to become a finisher and, and get a finisher certificate and pin, uh, you have to visit all seven within a state or all of them within a region. So the, the Dakotas, you have to visit all eight states eight sites new england you have to visit 24 sites oh wow and and then the mid-atlantic you visit 16 sites uh the new england sites they've always been selected we have state sponsors yeah. that come up with the sites for each state there's actually 35 different state sponsors okay uh they su- submit to me uh their selection and then I pick from that, edit the sites, and put them on the website. Okay. For New England, the state, uh, the region sponsor, Jim Hatch. I don't know if that name rings a bell, but he uh, he's a fifth generation New Englander. Okay. Wow. Okay. He knows <laughs> that territory, so we're always excited to have him back as, as part of it. So now you have four, three basic regions here. You got the Dakotas. Then you have the Mid-Atlantic, which is Delaware, Maryland, New Jersey, Washington, D.C., and New England yeah. region is Connecticut, Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Vermont, and, of course, the Dakotas, which is North and South Dakota. So you're saying that, for example, I'm in the Mid-Atlantic region. Now, that includes Delaware, Maryland, New Jersey, Washington, D.C. So there's 16 monuments within this region. Yes. And if I were to participate, and I'm considering it, I would have to visit all 16 of those in order to get a finisher pin. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, yes. can somebody, like, for example, who's, like, not in the mid-Atlantic region collect the monuments in the mid-Atlantic region, even if they're outside of the area? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Usually, each year, what is the, the winner? How many monuments has the winner usually gotten? This past year, Jim Barden got all of them except in Hawaii. Really? Or, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, Jim came in second. <laughs> it was kind of a funny, funny story. <laughs> okay. uh, Brad, Brad Smith saw the opportunity and he visited every single site in that was available. Really? So going, going up to Alaska and collecting all those and going to Hawaii and collecting those on um, Oahu and, and all of the other sites. Yes, I'm, I'm looking at the winners, the, the list from the 2019 riders list, and only one point, one one monument separates the first and second place winners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how uh, Jim must a little bit a little bit annoyed about that, huh? Well, we had some tense moments, <laughs> but, but uh, he, he was very gracious and uh, accepted second place. Uh, he prefers it to call almost first place. Oh, yeah, almost first place, right. As the winner, Bradley Smith won it from uh, Middletown, Rhode Island. What was his prize for winning? Bragging rights? Well, he gets, yes, bragging rights is a big deal. Okay. And he gets free uh, registration this year. And a special award called the Jack Schollmeyer Award that we hand out to the the top finisher. All right. Okay. He gets a number one rally flag for next year, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Right. He gets number one plate. All right. All of the top ten get numbers one through ten. Oh, okay. From the next year. All right. Uh, explain some of the rules for the event. Like, what are some key things that riders need to keep in mind for this event? Well, it's important to keep the. Uh, 
motorcycle and flag and memorial in the photo. That's sometimes not always possible. And a second photo is required right. of their flag and motorcycle nearby. Mm -hmm. And they submit the photo or photos to the scorers by way of email. Uh, the last two years, we've, we've been fortunate to have someone develop an app that will use the smartphone's camera to take the photo, and it automatically is sent to the scores. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's kind of nifty. So uh, on the app, it li lists all the different sites and which ones they're closest to and, and the description of the site. Well, that alleviates a lot of trouble for you guys, right? Yeah, it makes things a lot simpler you know every, then all the naming convention is automatically sent to the scores oh that's great well so, suppose somebody is still living in the 1980s and they don't have a smartphone <laughs> i guess they just take a regular photograph and just they email it in yep uh, they or they can mail it in snail mail that must make slow things down a little bit <laughs> it, it does yeah but uh, there's only maybe five to ten people that do that every year. No kid, I, I would I would never have imagined that people would still be doing that. Yeah, they might do it for different reasons. I I don't know, but yeah, we accept them by way of snail mail, and that and that's all loose, listed in the rules and the frequently asked questions on the website. How to do that? Where to send it? I was looking through the rules and I see that uh, if somebody loses their flag, does that happen often? Somebody forgets to take their flag from a monument? Yes. Really? Yeah, it, it happens uh, 20 to 30 times throughout the year. No kidding. Yeah. And what does a person do if they if they forget their flag? I mean, they're pretty much done for the rally then. No, they let me know, and we'll make up another flag for them. And, uh, they can use a temporary flag. Technically, they they have a week to, that they can use a temporary flag. You know, pen, pencil their number on a piece of cardboard or something like that you must get a lot of those then huh <laughs> yeah there are some there are some there and there's a lot of frustration a lot of people decorate their flags uh they'll put their flags um patches of service on the flags they'll add pins they'll add so it's a real shame when somebody loses those oh because those are kind of keepsake items well, of course yeah do you encourage people to customize their flags oh absolutely yeah, yeah. um and then they they put photos on facebook of their All right. uh, unique flags uh, who can participate in this event are there restrictions as far as it goes for the type of motorcycle or do you have to be a veteran or can, or can anybody get in this uh anybody can get in it uh, that has a motorcycle we have one person that drives a car there there really reasons that okay that uh he does that, a former motorcyclist that uh, can no longer ride. Oh. Uh, and he's been with us since year one. And uh, it, it, he does that. He's not eligible for trophies, uh, but he, he gets a special finisher certificate. I was looking through the uh, the riders list uh, that people who have already, already registered already, which I think it's kind of funny. People are very eager to get going on this. But uh, <laughs> the 2020 yeah. rider list is already up there. And if I'm not mistaken, right now there's uh, let me see, 586 riders already registered for yes. the event. Is it? And I was going through the, the type of motorcycle that's in the event. Is it safe uh -huh. to say that this is a BMW Harley-Davidson club? Uh, no, there, there's a lot of more. <laughs> 
there's a lot of variety. Well, there's uh, four pages of Harley Davidsons and two uh, and a half pages of BMWs. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to bring it up. I mean, <laughs> so uh, four pages and two pages. Huh? Uh, but I, I, do you ever have anybody participate in this event on, on a completely inappropriate bike for the ride? I'm trying to remember. You know, I'm, I'm sure that there's. Well, I did. I did see. I did see on this current list that somebody is on here on a scooter. So okay. Kind of. Do you get that often? Well, we have uh, Suzuki Bergmans. No kidding. Uh, really? Yeah. Some, somebody had a Honda Roku, I believe it is, um, and I, I, I may be wrong about that. There's a couple of slingshots. Uh, there's a number of Can-Am Spiders. Yes, I've seen, I are, saw that on the list, yes. A lot of Yamahas, Indians. Uh, it's like yeah. they're, all, they're all there. All the, manu- all the manufacturers yeah. are represented pretty well, I think. There are a lot of Harley riders and Goldwing riders. Um, a lot of long-distance people enjoy this. Yeah, uh, I can see that. There's a, a num- I think last year we had 95 Iron Butt rides while doing the okay. Tour of Honor. Really? So, uh, so there's, uh, they get special uh, special certificates from the IBA with the Tour of Honor logo on there if they're visiting the sites and. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mike Nebone uh, acknowledges those sites that they visit. Okay. In the tour, tell us and about this ride to meet event that's happening. That that's held every September, usually after nine eleven. It's held in a different place every year. This year, it's going to be in Gettysburg. So, okay. And Chris Conley, in fact, is uh, kind of heading up part of that. So, all right, uh, or organizing it. So the ride to meet right. is a, a great place for Tour of Honor riders to meet each other, and we give out trophies then, and have a program, a speaker. It's a lot of fun. And the fact that it's going to be in Gettysburg this year, it's a, it's pretty special. So it's that starts on Wednesday, September 9th. And it seems like you have a few days of events happening before, I mean, immediately following that. Uh, I'll just go through a couple things here. You have, of course, Wednesday, September 9th, there's the whole meet and greet. And on the September, Thursday, September 10th, there's a, like a walking tour. There's a group photo. And on Friday, September 11th, there's also a walking another walking tour. Some speakers are happening. Uh, Saturday, September 12th, there's a group photo, an escorted ride also. Uh, and then it's just there's a lot of speakers and seminars going on too as well. It seems it's quite well put together. And it's happening at the Gettysburg Heritage Center, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's at the right. local, local fire department. Now, do any charities benefit from this event? Yes, we uh, select three charities. Fisher House Foundation has been with us from the beginning. They provide homes for service members that are in the hospital all right provide housing for the families of the service members okay that are in the hospital and then there's police and fire the fallen heroes they raise scholarships okay. for children of fallen officers and firefighters and then there's a gold star family foundation that puts up monuments around the country and raises money for uh, scholarships. Oh, that's awesome. That's really a wonderful thing now. So when the writers register, they select which one of those three they want to support, and then a portion of the registration, right off the top, goes to 
that particular charity. All right, I see that. Yeah, that's not here on the registration form. That's pretty cool. Fisher House, Gold Star Family, and Police and Fire have Fallen Heroes. Uh, how much does it cost to enter this event? $125. Okay. And you get the t-shirt, you get the flag, you get a sticker and or stickers and some little business cards that help identify you. And, and then year-long scoring, season-long scoring. <laughs> Can you give us a little peek into this year's Tour of Honor? You're trying to pry it out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, basically, it's going to be the same format that we've used in the past. The monuments are extra special this year. They're selected based on the quality of monuments. We try to keep mm-hmm. the courthouse type monuments to a minimum. Um, right. You know, those that you see on the courthouse lawn. Right. But basically, it's it's pretty much the, the same format that's been successful over the last nine years. But you're not going to tell us any specific monuments until April 1st. No, it's top, it's top secret. <laughs> like, ah, top secret. There's like three... The state sponsors know we have a, a really good fact checker on each and every monument. It's, it's really important to have the GPS coordinates for each monument. Sure. And so we, we pin those down and make sure the monument's going to be open and not under construction at the time. So Yeah. You know, and the, the parking is good. Hopefully we aren't sending riders off and into the unknown. Yeah, that, that would be bad, right? I think so. Yeah. Now, even though you're the rally master, do you get to participate in the event also? Yeah, I, do, I we do. My wife and I. Oh, you okay? Good. Yeah, good. And then um, we host the the ride to meet, of course. And my wife Cynthia is uh, she's very active in that, lining up the hotels and the cater. Oh, okay. And keeping track of who's coming. So okay. she's involved in that. Do you have a favorite? It, of all the of all the ones you've done, of all the rallies you've done, do you have a favorite stop that you like to go to? Well, there's a number here in Idaho that, that I really like. Arco, Idaho comes to mind where there's a, yeah. a, a sailplane of a submarine, a nuclear submarine, because it's near where the nuclear engines were manufactured here in, oh, okay. here in Idaho. And it's in a very small town but the memorial itself is manicured perfectly and there's always some older gentleman out there a veteran at, usually from world war ii that will come out and explain why this submarine is out here in the middle of idaho oh that's cool uh, that's nice that, that's a favorite that comes to mind and of course flight flight 93 memorial in Pennsylvania has a has a special place in my heart. What is the furthest monument placement that has been visited by the tour? Probably Key West, Florida. Really? Well, uh, furthest from me, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, for you, it might be Fairbanks, Alaska. Or so you do have you. So you got one in Fairbanks. Is that like the most remote monument you, that you guys go to? Uh, probably. Probably. No I, kidding. And then there, there's uh, those in Honolulu, Hawaii, where people, they have to rent a motorcycle, of course. But No, of course. That's another thing about the Tour of Honor. They don't have to stick with one particular motorcycle. I was just going to ask you that. So anyway, they can ride any bike. It doesn't matter as long as they're on a motorcycle, right? Yes. And they have their flag. Oh, 
How can people learn more about the Tour of Honor? Uh, the the best place is on the website, tourofhonor.com. Okay. There is a Tour of Honor Facebook page and a Tour of Honor group Facebook page. So uh, that's where the most action is, is on the group page. So All right. if you look at look for Tour of Honor group on Facebook, they'll find it. I approve the you know membership and. There they can ask all sorts of questions. Any closing words of encouragement to would-be participants of the event? Well, I invite people to at least check it out. And, you know, these sites are available. They don't have to be registered, they're, but they're available on the website to anybody. Mm-hmm. And I invite them to go and visit at least one in their, in their neighborhood. And that kind of right. gives a flavor of, of what it's like. A lot of times people will bring out their flag on their motorcycle. And I hear stories of other people coming out and asking what they're doing, which strikes up a conversation which can go anywhere. So, right. And it's, I like to say that motorcycling, it's about the stories that, that you accumulate. So, and, and this is a great chance. So, and we, we've heard it several times from people that it's the best excuse they've ever had to ride and this is a great kitchen pass <laughs> for people <laughs> to get up well, well listen i want to thank you very much for joining me here on the podcast and telling us all about uh, the tour of honor which runs from april 1st through october 31st and everybody's going to find out about what the monuments are this year on april 1st at midnight and we'll be waiting with bated breath and wringing our hands to find out so get over to tourofhonor.com and register for this great event, sanctioned by the AMA and, of course, uh, the Iron Butt Association as well. Yeah. All right, Steve. Well, thank you very much for joining me here on the Motorcycle Men podcast. All right, Ted. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining me and Steve here in a V-Twin Cafe and a Motorcycle Men podcast where we learned all about the Tour of Honor Rally. Steve was here to tell us all about it. So you can learn more about the Tour of Honor by going to tourofhonor.com, and you can get everything you know. You can even register right there. So get over there and register for this ride. Starts April 1st, ends October 31st. Go out there, take pictures of the monument with your bike and the rally flag. Get your money in. Go ahead. Join us. This is great, great, great event. I'm looking forward to possibly taking part in this is great links will be in the show notes and of course on the motorcycle men website hey don't forget to check out our fellow podcasters youtubers bloggers and vloggers out there whose links you're going to find on our links page now all of these media outlets and many more out there do great things to promote and encourage our sport and our passion so from tim chris justin and me ted your host thanks for listening to the motorcycle men podcast where we say stupid crap so you don't have to Enjoy your ride, kids. <laughs>